Hello and welcome, it's Friday afternoon slash evening and we're back for another weekend of Premier League football on our Blood Red podcast. I'm Neil Jones, standing in as host yet again for the uh, ever-lazy Ian Doyle. Slacker. Slacker, indeed. That was Andy Kelly you just heard there, our Liverpool editor. He's joined by James Pearce, full-time Liverpool correspondent, home and away, and Christian Walsh, who uh, is here to talk about Liverpool versus Tottenham. But first, the point of order. Point of order. The big story broke today, and it's been our most read story on the site, so we probably should address it at the start. Liverpool have announced a blanket ban on the Sun and the Sun journalists at its club premises, Anfield and Melwood. Um, a lot of reaction, as you'd expect. Quite a emotive subject. And he'll start with you. Well, first of all, the right decision. I think so. Um, it's. It, I think for most Liverpool sports, I think a fair proportion of them probably didn't realise uh, the Sun hadn't been banned. Um, And a lot of the reaction we've received um, today when we put the story up uh, was along the lines of why has it taken 27, 28 years for this to happen? Um, And Preno, uh, all our boss here, um, wrote a very good piece uh, earlier, which if you haven't read it on the Echo site, I commend to you, basically explaining that Back at the time when the sun became reviled after Hillsborough, there was very much this definition between uh, news and sports desks, and that uh, it was very much seen that the sun journalists responsible were from their news desk, if you like, and the sports report for the sun at the time, Mike Ellis, who was very well respected on Merseyside and had a very close relationship with with Peter Robinson at Liverpool, and... um, he was just as disgusted with what the Sun had done um, as everybody else and, and was close to resigning from the paper. And uh, Preno writes today that it was it was Liverpool who, who talked him out of that. And uh, he from continued... From a Press Gazette article, isn't it, from, from when Mike Alex was hired in 2003? Absolutely. And, um, you know, so that, that explains the background in terms of why the Sun wasn't instantly banned. Um, and that sort of relationship has kept going, they haven't been allowed to have any exclusives with Liverpool papers uh, or Liverpool players and, and, and the Liverpool managers since then, you obviously saw the furore when the Graham Sooness yeah. story happened and um, but they have been allowed to matches and press conferences uh, and that's continued but I think since the Hillsborough inquest last year uh, minds have been focused a little bit more on it again we've seen a couple of campaign groups formed and that pressure has has borne fruit, and I don't think you'll see many Liverpool supporters being in any way um, against this decision. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how the Sun respond. I mean, yeah. we've seen a statement from them today. Bad for football, they said. Bad for football. Bad, bad for, for journalism. Fans. And bad for fans. And it's it's bad for it's bad, bad for them. You know, it's. It's very difficult to see how they go about um, covering games. I mean, a lot of Liverpool games are on on the uh, yeah. on the TV. You could do it from there, but it, it creates a lot of practical difficulties for them. But um, I think Liverpool have responded to the supporters' wishes, and it's difficult to to argue with that. James, yeah. surely the Sun can't really be worried about circulation on on Merseyside and getting to Liverpool fans with its journalism. It's more of a symbolic thing in terms of in terms of their problem surely they that that 
that horse is long bolted in terms of selling the paper. Oh yeah, I mean you, the um, the total eclipse of the sun campaign. Of course, they've uh, you know obviously in the, in the last couple of years, uh, you know they've you know, I remember they were outside Morrison's and yeah. around the city and stopping them from you know a lot of shops and retailers have responded to this campaign. Um, you know the sort of you know the number of places on Merseyside where you could buy the paper was already very small. It's it's even tinier now. Um, yeah, and I think Andy summed it up perfectly. I think you know obviously since the inquest verdicts last year, um, the campaign has gathered a lot of weight, um, and certainly you know senior FSG officials have been involved in these talks, and um, you know Liverpool have, have made that decision, and you know, I think I don't think you will uh, get any Liverpool fans arguing with that. No, we've already had a few um, Everton supporters obviously piping up and saying that they should, they should, their club should do the same, and I think that. That's been very well received from both Liverpool and Everton fans. Do you think that Christian something that maybe could happen, or do you think it's it's something that maybe it doesn't it doesn't need saying? Yeah, I mean Everton have always been Liverpool in terms of Everton Football Club. Have always stood by Liverpool in, over um, Hillsborough and, and and whatnot. You obviously you think about the the really lovely tribute that they did after the uh, uh, yeah. in September twenty twelve. Yeah, um, the, the Castle game. Yeah, of course. Um, the banner and and in general, you know, a lot of. Uh, high-profile Evertonians have always stood by Liverpool. I think it's Tony Bellew, for example, yeah. is very. Peter Reid is one of the first to tweet today yeah. after the, the, the news was um, announced. And, and the vast majority of, of Everton fans as well are, are very much behind. That you know they've always been behind the campaign for justice and and um, and also you know any subsequent issues that have arisen from that. So uh, I mean I, I wouldn't like to say whether Everton would. I know the Blue Union have put out a statement saying that they'd like to see that happen um, in solid you know in solidarity. Um, it would be a nice gesture, um, just for the simple fact that if Liverpool have done this, then you know, Everton to, to follow their lead. Um, whether you know the logistics of that and and and, the, and what would have to happen for that to happen, um, I'm not too sure. Um, but I think just in general, I just also like to say, you know, there's the sun saying that it's you know it's it's hard, you know, it's it's a blow for journalism or whatever. A blow for the readers. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't think there's going to be many Liverpool fans um, yeah. who are going to be reading the Sun anyway. Yeah. Um, so you know, as we've all alluded to, it's, it's the only person that's the only, sorry, the only publication that's getting harmed here. The only group that's getting harmed is the Sun. Yeah. So think, that think, is that is what it is. I was going to say what what was bad for journalism didn't happen today, did it? It happened uh, on a certain yeah. other day. Well said, sir. Well yeah. said. Um, should we move away from that issue then? That that rather rather. Downbeat issue if you like to start a podcast, maybe something that can bring it back up. Uh, Tottenham coming to Anfield. Jan Mulby says it's a monster of a game. And uh, <laughs> that, that sounds like Jan's up for it's it. It's a monster of a man. A monster <laughs> of a man, there you go. But uh, yeah, James, looking forward to it, or are you still a little bit burned by the events of the last sort of six weeks at Anfield? <laughs> um, both. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think um, yeah, I like watching Tottenham. I think. Got a lot of time. We're not going to talk about Tottenham. <laughs> no, no, I just think they're, they're a good this side. This is not a Tottenham podcast. They're not. No, but I think Pierce is right. You just I got there. It's going to be a great yeah, game. Yeah, I think it, right. yeah, yeah. It feels it feels like it's got the makings of a really good game. Um, you know, Liverpool outplayed them at White Hart Lane. I was down there earlier on in the season. Should have won that day. Um, let them come back into the game. Weren't clinical enough. Uh, Tottenham are a much better side now. But you know, I, you know, it's. I, I just think. We've seen time and time again this season the bigger the game, you know, the bigger the opponent that Liverpool have delivered, and yeah. you know, despite them going into it on the back of, you know, what I thought was probably the worst performance they've delivered under Klopp, you know, I, I just think with that full week 
on the training ground, you know, I, I expect to see a big a big reaction. Yeah, cracking up this game last season, wasn't it? I remember it was the same kickoff time, it was a tea time kickoff one one. Liverpool were a bit unlucky not to win that game, but it was a it was a real good contest between two teams that seem to have similar ideas about playing playing the way they do. Yeah, it's been been a good game for the last couple of seasons. It was a three two, I think, the season before, was yeah, it? Yeah, well, um, Balotelli scored. Yeah, and um I, th- I just think Liverpool Tottenham games historically even have generally been very good games as Percy said and that you know, I'm really looking forward just to watching the two teams. Um the game down at White Hart Lane I thought I think was maybe one of the most intense games of yeah. sort of quality football. That first half especially yeah. was like outrageous. I mean it was a good game. I think like Percy I thought when I watched that that game, first of all, I thought Liverpool deserved to win. When I, I remember watching it back, I think actually Tottenham have a good few chances. This and I remember Klopp actually sort of changed his mind a little bit and thought actually probably a draw was just about yeah. a fair result. So, um, but that was not at their place. This is Anfield. Um, we can expect, um, you'd hope, um, Liverpool to raise their game. I'm just a little bit worried. I was chatting to um, Salty from Radio Merseyside about this and, and a little bit worried that there might be some complacency that along the lines of, well, these aren't the games we struggle in. This yeah. is a big game. We'll be fine here. Um, it's your smaller teams that we struggled against, and we all go along there expecting Liverpool to perform. And there's not the sense of absolute on edge intensity that we need. And so, hopefully, the half five kickoff sh- shouldn't harm anybody. Um, I think that that always helps um, get the lights on, get the crowd up, and really enjoy a game of football. It's going to be really hard, I think, to. Um, to get the three points, essentially Tottenham very strong defensively and always look like they'll get a goal, don't they, from yeah. somewhere that Kane's in decent form uh, and if he don't score... Well, 25 uh, between him and Ali in the yeah, league alone, and, that is... So I think Al- did Ali get the player of the month yeah, or something? Yeah, he just got it today, 11, so, 11 goals this season. Um, and if, not, if neither of them two don't fire, they've got um, Son, Son and Ericsson with, with the free kick. So um, there's reasons to be... Hopeful, Danny Rose is out, uh, I think. Um, Vertonghen's out f- for yeah. a bit, so um, they'll have to make. I think Dyer's been playing centre half, hasn't he? Yeah, um, he's been playing three at the back a little bit as well. Davis playing. Davis, yeah. and, um, Walker and Vimmer and, and Dyer and Alderweireld yeah. in the middle. The two, I mean, we're talking about the defence and the attack. The two who I really focus on that Liverpool are going to have to get round and through is that defensive duo of Dembele and Wanyama. And so Christie. Dembele, me and you have spoken about this in the past. I think I, I'm convinced he has four good games a season. Two of them are against Liverpool. He seems to, every two time I see, two, every time I see him against Liverpool, he seems to be the best player on the pitch. Dembele, it's bizarre, isn't it? Because you look at him and, and he was a Fulham, and he was always one of those sorts of players, a bit of a match of the day player maybe, where you look at him and you go, mm. "Oh, he looks all right." Him, and then you see him in, in the flesh when he came to Anfield or whatever. And you go, "Yeah, yeah, there's a player there." And then you know the yeah. rest of the season, you wouldn't really notice him. He wouldn't Tottenham. turn up in the lineup a lot, would he? No, a lot no, of times no. he he's the only, only player in the Premier League, I think, who could hold James Pearce off with his back to goal. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all I'm going to say. He's, he's ridiculously strong. I he's, a, he's, he's a physical specimen. I saw a quote happens, from Vertonghen this week saying that you, it, I think it was, it was sort of shared around social media and he said, You don't understand how good he is. Ask any Tottenham player how good he is, and they'll tell you that he's just unbelievable. He's yeah. such a Tottenham sign, and, and, and back in the old days, that would have been a negative because he was a bit of a you know, flavour of the month. Coming from a mid-table, lower reaches Premier League team, there's all time in Liverpool have been making, to, to be honest, over the past six or seven years. But he's just transformed into this absolute monster. He carries the ball really well. 
He can dribble past two or three players in the midfield. He turns defence into attack like that. And he's just he's just sometimes when he's when he's when he's on on his game and he's in the in the right sort of flow, he is absolutely unstoppable. He, I think he's one of those players you appreciate more in the flesh yeah, as well than on T V. Well. You don't get his size and power just when you're watching things he does TV. where he just holds people off and turns yeah. and things. But like I that. think Tottenham are like that. I mean I was with Percy for the for the White Hart Lane game and they're just monsters. Like I mean Jan said it'd be a monster of a game, but Tottenham are just you you know yeah, Spain, big lads. Bit, like you, you've seen yeah. Space Jam when the the the, oh. the monsters take all the base basketball players' powers. That's what they're like. They're just absolute units. Like even Walker and Rosa were bombing down the line as quick as they can. They're built like brick. You know what? It's just like <laughs> absolutely am- amazing to see. Yeah. I'm just worried from you know to bring it back to Liverpool. I'm worried from a Liverpool perspective here that they're looking a bit tired. They're looking a little bit jaded. A little looking a little bit fatigued. I know they've had a week off, but. This is a bad team to be playing if you're not at your physical peak. Yeah. Uh, do, do, other, do other points. I think we made it before the Chelsea game. Is Tottenham have to win, really? So you know, Tottenham. Chelsea could have taken a point at Anfield and it, and it would have been okay. And you sort of you didn't really get that impression during the game, but you maybe did at the start. But Tottenham really, I think they've still got pretensions that they're going to challenge for the title. They need to win if they're going to do that. Does that not play into Liverpool's hands a little bit? That, they are at some point, whether they, whether they score first or, or don't, they're going to have to come out and have a go at Liverpool a little bit. Yeah, and you know that's that's why I think yeah, it is a very different type of game to you know Swansea coming or Hull yeah. coming or or Wolves or whatever because I think I think Tottenham will have a go and and in games like that that has suited Liverpool. You know the big issue has been when teams just sit back and and, and try and frustrate them, knowing that. They just need to hang in there because they'll get a gift eventually at the other end. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Tottenham have got much of a chance of catching Chelsea. Um, it will be interesting to see you know, whether they do try and chase Chelsea. Chelsea away at Burnley on Sunday. Aren't yeah, I just... Yeah. Anyway, I think the well, interesting... Fantastic home record. Yeah, Chelsea. I know it's a fantastic away record. No, one, yeah. no one's catching Chelsea now. But I, I just think what's interesting is the, the kind of perception at the moment is that Tottenham are having a fantastic season. Yeah. And that Liverpool have been an absolute free fall. Well, if Liverpool beat Tottenham, I think the, the gap would be one point. Yeah. So, which you know is is it's funny to think that in the space of ninety minutes, you know that that is that is a situation Liverpool could be in come Saturday night. Can I open that up then to a wider thing? Is the criticism, and we'll we'll get it again about some of the the owners and the, the spending. But the criticism of Liverpool is that they don't spend enough. Now Tottenham on the net spend table are. Very further down in Liverpool. Tottenham have a lot of players that I look at and I think I could have seen Liverpool getting him. I could have seen Liverpool getting Eriksen, Dyer, Juan Yama, Dembele, yeah. any of these Good players, Lamella, you know, oh, yeah. back, you know, at any point. So what are Tottenham doing? Are they do, are they doing uh, what are what they getting right PR or is it they're doing a little bit better off the pitch in terms of their recruitment and their their strategy? I don't think I honestly don't think there's a lot between them, Jonesy. To be honest, uh, I think Liverpool have last period of recruitment. I would say has been a pretty positive one in terms of, um, and by recruitment I mean the ones you've. Um, there's no such a word, but unrecruited, if you like, the yes. ones you've shipped out. We've shipped out the right ones for yeah. me. Um, I saw somebody the other day saying, you know, would Liverpool's squad strength have been, you know, much better if we. Kept hold of Joe Allen, Jordan Ibe, Benteke, and the face for Benteke. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> can't see that. But totally, I think totally, like that. totally not. And 
Tottenham have got a good team and Liverpool have got a good team. They went a, they went a run themselves early in the season, didn't they? Tottenham with, yeah. with one win in ten, didn't yeah. they, I think? Um, Liverpool are in a, a run of one win in ten. Um, Spurs, they just meet at opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of form. Spurs are in good form, Liverpool aren't in good form. Uh, in terms of, um, funny enough, we've been mentioning Big Yanni, he, he mentioned in his column that for him, and I, I agree with him on this, that, that Spurs have a good team, but not necessarily that strong a squad. Yeah. And well, actually, they've, they've got, I mean, we saw that, you know, when they, when they came up for the EFL Cup, both teams, Klopp made 11 changes, Pochettino made 10, yeah. didn't he, I think? And um, it was a really entertaining game, that, um, because there was a sort of level playing field, because both sides had made those changes. But there wasn't, Pochettino didn't have that squad strength to go to, to produce a better second-tier team, just as Klopp didn't. So I don't think there's much more between them in terms of talent or quality or depth. I think perhaps you're right. It's just the perception is different. So I was just going to say the risk of him scoring a worldy tomorrow. I think Vincent Janssen came in for 18 million and yeah. he hasn't done much. It was just a showco. Funnily enough, when they've spent big, that's when the transfer dealings have tended to fail. And you can also get parallels with Liverpool a little bit like that. I don't know, of course, they spent big on Mane and Wijnaldum. But in general, when Liverpool go big on Benteke or Carroll or whoever, it doesn't quite work. So, what are those, you know, in terms of what a Tottenham doing a little bit better. You just got to remember Pochettino's been there yeah, more than Klopp. In his third season. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's just that little bit further on, isn't it? He, he, sort of, he was accustomed to the Premier League as it was with Southampton. Then he goes to Tottenham and he's had that sort of three years now to, to build. I mean, they're probably par for where they, they wanted to be under Pochettino. What well, was the next question? Are, are Tottenham expected to challenge for the title at the start, at the start of the season? I, I think they were by... This season, of, maybe, but not. that's the first time for many a year, perhaps. Liverpool yeah. seem to always be, it's suggested that that should be an aim, when you maybe argue that Tottenham should be maybe... Because Liverpool are a, you know, have, are a team with a, a much stronger tradition of, of winning a league title than Tottenham It's, it's historical, uh, well, but, but I mean, Liverpool have only finished above Tottenham once in the past seven seasons. Yeah. So, you know, you can talk about... When it comes down to it, it took... I know they ended up finishing third... But it, it pretty much took a Leicester miracle to stop Tottenham winning the league yeah. last year. Because yeah. um, he would have finished second if the Reds hadn't gone on the final day. Of all the, really yeah, gone. what was it, Newcastle, they got yeah. five at Newcastle or something yeah. ridiculous. Um, so Spurs stayed in that race last season right up till the end. Even a few weeks from the end, I, I thought they'd, they'd win yeah. the title, I have to say. Just because I just couldn't see that Leicester sort of fairy tale <laughs> we were a fairy all in denial, tale. We, 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 yeah, uh, and we were all wrong. Um, and I think they took a while to get over that. I think now, having seen Leicester do it, um, I think it probably gives them confidence that it it's not this thing that you have to be Man United, Arsenal, or Chelsea or to do. Spurs can do it, just as Leicester can do it. Um, if if our regular host Ian Doyle was here, he would insist yes, that, that we mention that at some point Spurs will remember their Spurs. Yeah. And I fundamentally disagree with Ian Doyle on many subjects. This is one of them. <laughs> um, I, I don't think we haven't got enough time here to list the others. <laughs> I don't think this this a title is beyond Spurs in this period. I'm not saying this year because Chelsea have have raised the bar, haven't they? But I think this Spurs 
squad is strong enough to mount a really strong challenge. Um, whether they'll, they'll they'll eventually get there, it's, it's a game of very fine margins. I think it's going to be very fine margins at Anfield tomorrow. Yeah. James, I don't want to dwell too much on the, the words of Paul Merson, but Paul Merson said this week that only one Arsenal player would get in Tottenham's team. He said that such a strong eleven, and it begs the question about Liverpool. How many would you have from Spurs in Liverpool's team? Would you say is it, is it that? Are they are they that much better than teams around Spurs, or are they just a better unit in terms of that? Yeah, I think a lot of it is better unit. I mean, I think you'd go through I, the I'd team. Have, yeah, I'd have the goalie. We take I'd, the goalie, even though yeah, he's he's, over, he's overrated, but he is better he's, than. No, no, he's not overrated. Oh, we won't go down that. But he, he's, he is overrated, but he's better than what what Liverpool have got. Agreed. Yeah, I think he's one of the, he's on one of the best in the league. Like so um, I don't think Walker's any better than Klein. I think Walker's best than Klein. I no, I'd have I'd have Klein. I also think Merson's wrong. You take either Arsenal fullback. I thought that's Walker. exactly what I thought. First and foremost, that Bellerin over over Walker. Absolutely. Centre back, you'd certainly take um, one of the Spurs. One of the two Belgians. One of the two yeah. to probably um, older. I can't say older or whatever. Older, whatever. Um, yeah. You'd probably Rose have him back. alongside Matip, wouldn't you? Yeah. Danny Rose at left back. Um, you'd have Dembele, yeah. but you'd play yeah. him alongside Henderson in yeah. some sort of. Strong. Coutinho or Ericsson? Coutinho. So Coutinho, Deli Ali, Mane. Mane. Mane, yeah. And then Kane. Kane. You'd have Kane, yeah. I'd have Firmino instead of I'm not sure. I think Sturridge is a classier player than Kane. Yeah. But. You'd swap. Surely you'd swap. I'd have it. If you had a straight swap this summer, Sturridge for Kane, would you go for that? Oh, yeah. I think you're in Scotland as well. I thought you were suggesting that you'd rather have Sturridge. No, I said. There's a difference between who you'd rather have and who you think is the classier player and who's right for Liverpool. Harry Kane essentially scores more goals because he's on the pitch more in better form than Sturridge. Sturridge at his best is yeah. a better player than Harry Kane. He's just he he definitely is. I mean, a couple of seasons ago we were all talking about Harry Kane as the best. What was it you called him, Johnsy? The best worst player you've ever seen? Or was that? I think it was Joe Rimmer. To be honest, I was stronger. I I. I after I've been eye-wiped with Harry Kane, I thought Harry Kane was going to be on, on loan at Aston Villa at this point in his career, <laughs> and he, he's just continued this upwards trajectory, hasn't he? But he's it. I, I was impressed. We, we don't I really like him. Us three did the, the first game of Klopp at White Hart Lane, and he, he didn't really do a lot, Kane, that day, but it was one of them where he was up against Lovren and Sacco, and he, you could just see how strong he was, and how, you know, he's just yeah. a good all-round what, Whatever happens egg. tomorrow, I think Klopp will give him a hug coming off the pitch. He always so. has his little words. He had a little chat with him last year. He, he, always, he always has a little word. See you word. next summer. And it's <laughs> always one of those. Should I the second we start? Yeah. yeah. And I think it goes somewhere along the lines of, you ring me if there's any problems down yeah, there. Yeah. You know? And I, I think that's how it goes. Are they still appreciating you down there? Do they still love you? Harry? I was, oh, deep, I was deeply concerned. The things concerned. they say about you. Are I was, you still one of their own? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was Quite. deeply concerned with the arm around David Luiz after the Chelsea game. But, Not so, having David Luiz's renaissance? Well. Not in a two. No. I mean, to be fair, he's he's they've done fantastic, hasn't he? But yeah. it was very noticeable. He gets Anfield. all the protection from Victor Moses, doesn't he, on the on the right? Aspilicueta's the one, isn't he? Absolutely fantastic well, player, and just organises them at the back. Can yeah. I just say, you're all bonkers not having Spurs' entire back five over Liverpool's. They can see about ten goals this season. Mm, true. That's true. If you put if you, if you had Tottenham's defence and that's... Liverpool's front six, they would be beating Chelsea to the league title right now. Do you think? Or well, do you not think that the 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 Kante issue that we talk about the, of the two the the two monsters in midfield of Wanyama and Dembele yeah they get protected and Odaya, whoever played there they, they offer this sort of they're part of the back 
All right, so well, let's take, take, take them back. Take, 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 take we've we've negotiated up to seven <laughs> Tottenham players. <laughs> just changed yeah. the club name. <laughs> the only player that can get in Tottenham's eleven is Paul Merson. We've, we've established that. So, and Coutinho. Speaking of um, Lloris, yeah, and I didn't want to get into a massive debate with Carius there. Uh, no, no, Hugo, Hugo Lloris. Um, that brings us on to, I would say, yeah, the big, Mignolet the big or, issue, yeah. or Carius. Um, some reports overnight, uh, well, one, that, um, <laughs> that, that the decision had been made and um, yeah. Mignolet was, was, was being benched and Carrius was in again. Um, Klopp knocked that down today, said he hasn't made up his mind, but you know it's obviously going to be a very tight decision. And um, I have to say, a couple of days ago, I was absolutely adamant that I thought Mignolet needed to stay in this chopping and changing. A, I think he's been a better goalkeeper than Carriers this season, despite the Chelsea free kick, uh, despite feeling to punch at Hull last last week. Um, you know, saved the penalty against Chelsea, for, uh, kept yeah. us with a point, etc., etc. And I just have more confidence in his handling than, than I do in Carriers. But um, the more I think about it, the more I think progressively and going forward, maybe he has to use these games to decide if Carriers can be a number one next season or whether he has to go massively into the yeah. into the uh, into the market and spend big on a goalkeeper. James, I mean, reading between the lines, it's dangerous to do it, obviously, but I remember when Minnelay came back in and people were asking after one game, so it was Mini League keepers play, and he said pretty much unequivocally, Simon is the number one. Now, yeah, the yeah. fact that he's saying now that he hasn't made up his mind, one, I don't believe him, one second <laughs> that he hasn't made up. I can't believe that he would be Friday night and Liverpool are playing Tottenham the day after, he doesn't know who's going to be in goal. But it does suggest that there is, at the very least, a, a, a decision to be made. You know, it's not. It's not. Cut no, it's and not dried. cut and dried. I think because if it was cut and dried, I think he would have just yeah, come out and said. But he has stats. done at other times this season. He's he's done said, cups as well. he yeah, said. Yeah, he said. Stars, yeah, exactly. So I think goal for Liverpool number one, Alex Manninger. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's. I think it's a dilemma. But personally, I think he has to stick with Mignolet just because. I, I just don't think you can be in a situation where you're chopping and changing all the yeah. time. And you know, because if he drops Mignolet tomorrow, essentially. All right, Mignolet was at fault for the free kick against Chelsea, but he also saved Liverpool that night with the penalty save. You know, would have been a, a fourth successive home defeat. Would have been very damaging. Made made a mistake, okay, for the goal uh, last weekend at Hull. But what was lost amidst all of the rush to to slaughter him for that was the, the defending for that goal was just absolutely yeah, abysmal. Yeah. It wasn't like he threw one in. Like it wasn't it was like five Hull players was, around. No, around Magu- the goal. Magu- the, it's just laughable how bad it was with Maguire winning the first header. No one responding to the second one, or the third one. So, all right, Mignolet made a mistake, yeah. but you know, if that's what you drop a player for, then there should be a few others getting dropped on the back of that. And <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't think, you know, also, I think if you then drop him and bring Carrius back in, do we then say that Carrius has, has got two, is, you know, you can make two, two mistakes, mistakes yeah. and then we're back where we are now in two weeks' time? My, I just My other issue as well is that we haven't seen Carrius yet in a, what you'd see in a big game. I think yeah. I think Carrius has played he played obviously a few cup games. He was dropped before the derby. He didn't play at Old Trafford. He didn't play against Manchester City. Uh, didn't play either game against Chelsea. Uh, so you know. And one thing you can't not Mignolet on is temperament in big games. Yeah, you I, know, I, I think that as he's well. He's a very 
I mean, I thought it maybe one of his best games of the season was at Old Trafford. Yeah. And if Liverpool hadn't... Yeah, best know, game to Liverpool, for sure. I know he was... Obviously, he was in goal, so he, he let a goal in. Obviously, Klopp reminds us regularly that it was offside. Yes. But there's a succession of saves at Old Trafford that yeah. almost got a fantastic three points for Liverpool would probably um, have ended this ridiculous run. Well, obviously, it would have with a win, but it would also, in I think, in psychological terms have really yeah. turned things around for them and a lot of that was down to a, a series of saves from Simon Mignolet none of us are unaware of the problems he's had and the fact that he may well not be the long term answer if you want if you need a goalkeeper to be 9 out of 10 most weeks um, but I think on the balance I'd be happier tomorrow night if I saw the team sheet at half past four and it said Mignolet rather than Carrius. I think more is up in the air if if yeah. if it's Carrius. Fair enough, Christian. In terms of the team sheet, how much of a boost would it be if we saw number twenty Adam Lallana's name on it? Because he hasn't, he's missed a bit of training this week and potentially could miss out. But Tottenham, Pochettino loves Lallana, and yeah. you know, there's a lot of uh, mutual admiration between those two. And Against the side like Spurs, you want the line on the pitch, really, don't you? Massive, as you as you say, especially against the team like Spurs. In a big game in general, yeah, I remember the um, the Manchester United game at home and Liverpool were just lacking something against United until Alana came on after 60, and it sort of transformed them after that. I just feel he's still, I know he's had a bit of a dip, and I, I wrote a, you know something about his contract yesterday. I can't believe how short people's memories are. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. If, he just, if, if the news about his contract had come out a month ago, Everyone will be whooping and hollering and, deserves, and celebrating deserves, it deserves. Now all of a sudden he's had one half good season and he's he's terrible and why would you why would you reward a player with this sort of deal? And let's face it, Alan Milan has been Liverpool's best player for me this season. He's been the most important. Yes, he's have, he's having a blip, but I think that's probably coinciding with the fact that the, the rest of the team are when he plays well, so do Liverpool. Um it hasn't helped that he's been moved around into the into the attack and free. I mean, he can play there, but he's a, he's a central midfielder now for me. Um, it's, a, it's a huge game for him and obviously for Liverpool. But at the same time, just given the way he plays his football, I think if he's not at a hundred percent, I mean, you just don't you don't risk him. Surely, I remember we came on against Bournemouth didn't they, at one three, um, and he wasn't fit. You could tell that he was sort of he, he came on because yeah, Klopp yeah. sort Manny of bought. Manny came off and Klopp fought. Just give him a couple of minutes in his legs here, you know, to get it back into the rhythm, and they lose four three. Right, well, uh, yeah, exactly. So, I, I, you know, as long as he's as long as he's one hundred percent fit, you, you, of course, you start him. You've got to start him in the, in the midfield as well. James, if Milan isn't fit, what's there's two choices, isn't there? There's either the bold choice, which is you bring in a Sturridge or Narigi, and you you sort of move Coutinho into that three, perhaps, and go four two three one, Jonesy. Yeah, I think go four two three fit. one indeed. Or there's the the solid choice where you play the three and the much criticised three of Chan, Wijnaldum and Henderson together and you play the, the, the other forward three, what would, what would you veer towards on, in a game like this? There you, you go. Let me go well, in. I think we'll jump. disagree on this. Okay, I'll go 4-2-3-1. You bring Wijnaldum in, in, uh, alongside Henderson to hold. You have a front three, Coutinho, Firmino, um, Mane on the right and Sturridge up front. And, and I think that, to me, that's that's a pretty solid base centrally. Uh, you're you're almost you're you're matching up against Spurs there, aren't you? Um, so 
Um, I'd be keen to, to go that way if, if there's no Lalana. That's what they did last season, Liverpool as well. Sludge started last season and um, Chan and Henderson started and then it was the three behind. It Lallana. comes down to a question of trust again, doesn't it? In, in terms of has Klopp got the trust in Sturridge to, to do or, that? Or to, yeah, to be the focal point of his yeah. attack, to set the tone with the pressing. You know, as he's seen enough from him in training this week, I think that's what it will come down to. If he hasn't, then I think he'll go with what probably fans will fear will be a midfield three Henderson, Chan, Wijnaldum, yeah. which I, I personally don't... I still think Liverpool can win the game with that and, and without Sturridge or Origi because, again, I think this is the type of game where those three can actually play together. Yeah. I, think it's, I think it's in the other games where Liverpool have 80% of the ball and a captain in an opponent's half and need a bit of spark and ingenuity when those three don't work as a, as a combination. How about a careful... Christian's eyes have lit up. I think he knows where I'm going to go. How about James Milner? Yes! Moves out of his left back comfort zone and put into a midfield role again. My eyes lit up because that's exactly what I was going to suggest. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a bit. I'm, are you Alberto Moreno at left back or are you. Are no, you no, 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 okay. no. No left back. He just won't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Julian Dix. Um, I'd be put, I'm a big advocate of this. We've, we've all written something today um, about what Liverpool must do to is it save the season or some. Should <laughs> 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 put a lot of thought into it. This will appear tomorrow morning. It's, we did, we the didn't phone this in. The one thing that we suggest Klopp do to us to um, save the season, get back on Not track, season, to get back on track, save yeah. the season. Um, I'm a big advocate of moving Klein over to the to the left. The Glenn Johnson switch. The yeah. Glenn Johnson switch. Bringing in uh, Trent on the right, just because he's got pace, he's got a good you're final just, ball. You're just thinking about his, uh, his money for this his child. <laughs> um, and then that frees Milner to either have a rest, uh, be an option off the bench, which he, he did for Manchester City and won league titles doing that, or yeah, you know, throw him in a, 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 as a midfielder. Scurrying to Cout wing winger. Yeah, you, you could even, you know, if you wanted to do that, you could have Coutinho, drop Coutinho back into the midfield to replace Alana. You could have Mane on the left and Milner on the right, or you know, vice versa. I just feel, I just feel like that Chan Wijnaldum, even against Tottenham, I definitely agree with what James is saying in terms of it's just, it's the right sort of game. I just think that I've seen enough from those. I just I just don't think it works. I don't think I don't think there's enough goals and I think they're gonna to have to score goals against Tottenham. There you go. Well uh, I saw a few interesting stats. Uh it's now the joint most penalties awarded in a Premier League fixture. Liverpool Tottenham joint with Everton and Newcastle twenty, so I think that's uh, that's one to get on in the TV. Yeah, if James Milner does play, I think um Someone told me today as well it's a full moon tomorrow. And apparently when there's a full moon, there's more chance of a sending off. Is this what we've come to? This is what we've come to. I mean, we, what we've companies you keep? We, we've entered. Yes. Somebody told you. <laughs> I can't a werewolf. I, I can't reveal. I can't reveal. Who's your source? Who's your source? All I'm saying is, yeah. red card tomorrow. Right. What a strange um, tangent we've gone off towards the end of this. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you all on the spot and ask you for the score prediction. Christian feels Liverpool have to score plenty of goals. So what are you going for? Two one Tottenham. Two one Tottenham. Okay, Andy. I think. There'll be goals. I can see it being 3-2 either way, but three, obviously two, I'm, yeah. I'm an optimistic type of a yeah. chap, so I'm going 3-2 Liverpool. James? 2-1 Liverpool. Yeah, I'm going to say 1-1. I'm going to say a repeat of the uh, the last two meetings. I'm going to say 1-1. I think Klopp and Potts have got a pretty good um, good sort of balance going on, and I think they, they cancel each other out quite well. Um, hopefully, Andy and James are right. 
with their, their predictions. Hopefully, Christian's very, very wrong. But uh, hopefully, right. yes, hopefully you join us on Monday to dissect uh, an excellent Liverpool performance, an excellent Anfield night and an excellent Liverpool win. Uh, take it easy, enjoy the game and see you next week.